0: How often do you look for treasure in life scars? In what ways can we look after our mental and emotional health? And who are you having open and honest conversations with? Welcome to the Kintsugi Hope Podcast.
1: Hello everyone and welcome back to the Kintsugi Hope Podcast. I'm back again with my bosses.
2: Hey, how
1: you doing? Good, um, right now we've come to the office to film a load so that's why this budget is a bit less than a normal podcast because only three of us now left um standing. So, welcome back. Today we're talking about disappointment and loss. How are you guys?
0: Disappointed. <laughs> Disappointed. <laughs> yeah. And Patrick lost <laughs> <laughs> I am feeling a bit
2: lost it's
1: not, it's um we're we'll gonna jump on right to the icebreaker. I was looking at the icebreakers and for this one there are two I just didn't get so I've had another one it was if you were an emoji. What emoji would you be? Do you know what emojis are?
0: I'm not that old. (laughs) Yes, I do know what emojis are. Um, Unbelievable. (laughs) And this is from someone who doesn't know who Basil Basil Fawlty is. (laughs) So, you know who Basil Fawlty is? No. No. Oh
2: my. Guys, it gets worse. When you
1: said basil, I thought basil brush. Blush, That's what I thought you meant.
2: <laughs> oh lord, help me. Right. He didn't even know what Only fools, and horses was until like a couple of months ago. Yes. So, yeah, so don't he... go
0: on to us about emotion cons and all that. <laughs> right. If mine was one, I probably, as of today, which is the twentieth of March, twenty twenty, and I took my kids to school. Well, they they went to school for the last time, and who knows how long. So my. Um, emoji would be probably sad the tears one but also the one with the open mouth just shocked
2: yeah i guess the same in some ways um i think i think i think shell shocked and i think i think that's what people are feeling right at the moment Mm. i think it's almost like it's been so frantic um, I know as a charity you know we've being like oh my goodness how's this going to affect us um, we've got no speaking fees coming in no merch mm. all, all this all the income stuff's gone um, and then you've got the kids going to be at home and I'm a little bit like oh my god, I don't think I've processed it all yet and I think a lot of people in that they are just scrambling around to try and position themselves get their families sorted care for loved ones um, get
0: their paracetamol <laughs> yeah
2: toilet roll which is crazy but I think yeah. So just like, oh my goodness, what is going on?
1: Yeah. um For me, you guys went very deep then. I <laughs> sorry. I
2: <don't> <laughs> I was,
1: like, yeah, in. I was. Like, I just thought. Do you know the smiley face when it's upside down? Because it's happy, but it's, it's just, it just looks very confused and very lost at the time. Yeah. Yeah. And that was. I, that's why for mine was. But there's no deep connection to it. it just just like, <laughs> so <shallow>. <laughs> <laughs> Right, <laughs> um, well, moving on swiftly, we're <laughs> look at disappointment and loss. We're going to look at disappointment first and then we'll go into loss. What would you say disappointment is? How would you define it? I know Patrick, you like definitions. So what's the <laughs> definition of disappointment?
2: I think that answer that. Gutted. Gutted.
0: Disappointment, I suppose, is when you've had a plan, and the plan has had to change.
2: Yeah.
0: And it's dealing with that, so in some ways it's a form of sadness. In some ways it's a form of loss and a grief as well Mm. so disappointment is the change of being able to go the way you want it to go a blocked goal I suppose a
1: blocked goal I like that I like that a lot Um, in the in the whole course when we look at this week um, there's stuff talking about how there's three different types of disappointment there's disappointment in yourself disappointment in others and disappointment in God I love that we can break them down and look at each one separately. So disappointment in yourself—where a lot of the time, do you think people find disappointment in themselves, and how do they work? How can you work through that?
2: I think um, disappointment with yourself often comes from setting yourself to higher expectations, and um, and you know we often talk about the shoulds, the musts, the oughts. I should be okay. I must pull myself mm. together. I ought to be stronger. Um, and I think that is a real challenge, and and so perceived expectations and what, what what is realistic, and uh, I think the other thing where it comes to this point yourself is when, you know, you've you've made a mistake or something, and instead of going, anyone makes mistakes, life happens, um, you beat yourself up for days, mm-hmm. and I think that's a danger as well, and you know, and we need to, you know, in terms of. Where at as a country now it's like even i know parents are going oh my goodness i'm gonna to have to homeschool my kids and expectations have gone up and if they don't meet those expectations there's this huge element of guilt oh, am i failing as a parent um whereas actually i think we need to take the pressure off a little bit yeah. we need to do we need to do the best we can but it doesn't have to be perfect mm. and you know we need to remember our kids are stressed out as well so um, so anyway, I think that that's the disappointment with ourselves is is, is is key.
0: The disappointment with God is where, like I say, you have a plan and it hasn't worked out mm. and you have this faith and hope that if you believe in God, you say your prayers all the time, then, then this will happen and in, in many cases the opposite will happen and it's where you're looking to see what were you actually basing your faith on. Mm. Uh, was it on plans that everything was going to go well and that's how you have your faith in God or is it being able to then hold on to God despite and then the disappointment with others is when other people let you down you have these ideas and expectations it's all about expectations isn't it Um, and the the three things of disappointment have actually comes from Rob Parsons where he's actually um, giving advice on how to help young people to be able to cope with disappointment and the three different areas of disappointment and if you can cope and understand that you are going to have in your lifetime to be able to cope with disappointment with yourself, disappointment with others, and disappointment with God, then your expectation level is in a good starting point mm. and I say to my kids and I even say to Patrick, I am mm. human, every day I will let you down, every day I'll disappoint you but mm. it doesn't mean that I don't love you yeah. and it doesn't mean that I don't try my best and it doesn't mean that I always want to try to, to make you happy.
1: So if we look at disappointment in God, I know a lot of time in my life when I talk to people about their um, walk with God, mm. disappointment in God can a lot of time feel like a lack of faith. Mm. I think as a church a lot of time that can be the same thing. God doesn't um God doesn't heal your heal your sickness. You're disappointing him. Oh, I have a lack of faith in that. Mm. But that's two separate things I would say. And how would you when God isn't showing up in the way you expect him to. How would you keep a strong faith even though you've got a disappointment in God?
2: I think for us, um, obviously, you know, most people know that <clears throat> we went through, well, I went through major limb reconstruction surgery on my legs twice. Um, and I can't tell you the disappointment of going to hospital and finding out that news around the same time as our kids getting mm. ill and and dad getting cancer and, and everything just sparring out of control. And the amount of people that said that to me, you've got to have more faith, God's gonna heal you, um going to the hospital, seeing the x ray, obviously not getting healed. And um and I think it is it is really, really tough. And uh and I remember the the night before I went in for my surgery, um we wrote a blog called When Faith Gets Shaken, which then became the book. And in it I told a story of Mother Teresa, um and uh, Uh, a gentleman goes up to Mother Tracy and says, will you pray for me? And uh, and she's like, yeah, what do you want prayer for? And he said, clarity. And she went, no, I'm not praying for that. Well, Mother Tracy, you always seem to have clarity. And she says, you know what, I've never had clarity in anything I've ever done. Mm. All I've ever had is trust. And so I pray that you'll be able to trust. And and I think sometimes that's it. We've got to hang on in there, you know. And... uh, I remember one night particularly um, Diane uh, with Caleb had just been born Diane loses 2.8 litres of blood in the operation and like she's gone yellow I think are we going to lose her you know um, it's just the most stressful thing I've been up for 36 hours without sleep and uh, King's college hospital where Caleb was born and where Diane was um, she was in the high dependency unit tied up to all these machines Is opposite the training quarters of the Salvation Army and at half past five in the morning I just looked out the window and it was pitch black And uh, but then it had this massive cross lit up um, on the outside of the building of the Salvation Army and I really felt God say you know, why would I send my son to die the most horrendous death in history only to leave you in time of need and I realised that God's silence doesn't mean God's absence. And I think it's hanging on to that. You know, we don't see the bigger picture. It's like we've paused the film in the middle. We don't know how it ends. And sometimes we've got to just trust. And I think that's what the Psalms is all about.
1: Definitely. I think um, what I, when I was looking at the, um, at the Old Testament or the Bible, when you read it, it says, God says this, God says this, God says this, and it's like he's just talking all the time. But when I looked into um, the language of it, when it says, God, it says, God says something, it goes, the Lord says. The Lord says means there was a pause. And we don't know how long the pause is. The pause could be a minute, but the pause could be a year. So I think sometimes in church and in life, when you read the Bible, when you study it, you're like, the Lord's speaking so much. But I mean, in my life, I don't hear the Lord speaking much at all. But actually, I think it's not the fact that the Lord isn't speaking, to it breaks what we don't see. I think sometimes when we're going through this at this point in time, and we're like, God, where are you? A lot of time we can't see the bigger picture, and it's about having faith to have the bigger picture. But how, 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 it's very easy for us to go, oh, have faith in the bigger picture. But like when you're going through that hard mm. time, to have faith is so hard.
0: So when Patrick had his leg done, and I may have said this before, I'm sure you've heard this before, certainly in one of the books before. I, I was just overwhelmed by the enormity of it. And I remember going up to my room.
2: My room as well.
0: Our room. And just saying, God, sorry.
2: <laughs> I'm so cut sorry. Cut that bit out.
0: <laughs> and I just, you know the, the saying, there's light at the end of the tunnel. The tunnel, I, I'm being serious now. so sorry. Like, <laughs> The tunnel was just too long. And... I wanted to be able to have the answer now, I wanted to be able to have the faith and be told that I can cope with everything right up through to the end. And I was saying, God, I just cannot do this. Um, And God just said, don't look for the light at the end of the tunnel, look for now. Mm. And sometimes you have to look really, really hard, but God is there all the time, but you're sometimes expecting it to be there, whereas actually it's here. You might be looking for an answer in this particular way. But he's already answered, but in, an, in a completely different yeah. way. So his response to me was, I am here. The light is here now. And it was in the love and the care mm. of the community and the friends and with the, the little miracles that were happening at that moment. But it's it's shortening your gaze to the now and not the long term. And yes, I had every faith and hope that we would get through this. Mm. But at that moment, I didn't know how. I didn't understand the way through. I couldn't see a way through. I didn't believe I had the strength to make the way through. Mm. Uh, so, I had to shorten my coping time to just that day, and there were moments when it was, let's just get through this next half an hour.
2: I think I think a really important point to make, actually, in terms of the Bible and the, and the Old Testament, is right throughout, you know, particularly the Israelites leaving Egypt, there was a sense of, come on, God, prove yourself. Mm. And then he parts the Red Sea, come on, do something, you know, show you with you. And then, you know, manna comes and, and that. And actually, just because God did those miraculous things didn't mean the people were more obedient. Yeah. So, like, sometimes we're seeking an experience of God, rather um, than whether God Himself. You know, Philip Yancey wrote a book called Disappointment of God, which is brilliant, and he makes this point time and time and time again that um, they still wandered off, they still grumbled, they still moaned, they still wanted mm. in the golden calf, um, and and it's almost like I think the maturity in faith is going. You know what? I get this, but I'm going to stick with you.
1: Mm. Yeah, and then disappointment in others. I think that's a hard one because that's out of our control. I know with me, I have, I have an expectation of people, and then when people don't reach that expectation, there's actually nothing you can do. You can be angry at them, but that's not going to help. Mm. How do you cope with disappointment with others? And I guess you've, you've won a massive charity you definitely probably had disappointment in your staff and disappointment in people you've worked with how do you how can you run a business how can you run a charity where you're relying on people and you'll probably face disappointment in people every day and people not reaching the standard what you need them to reach
2: yeah i mean i, I, I get that a lot at the moment with uh, my current staff actually um, particularly <laughs> i was
0: waiting for this i was, like, <laughs> I was saying this <laughs> i
2: realized i I'd walked back. right into it <laughs> my intern for instance oh my goodness <laughs> <Doesn't> <laughs> no Basil or <laughs> what can you do hey um, yeah it is tough people will let you down and um, and I think the I've always tried to say like always assume the best um, you know because you can put two and two together and get you know, a different number very easily and when you don't understand someone's context or history, mm. um, everyone's got a backstory, everyone's got a backstory. Mm. And that's not making excuses for bad behaviour, you know. Um, I think if there is, we have to face conflict um, and do it well, but I think assume everyone's doing their best. And uh, and someone once said, you know, again, really good advice, things are never as bad or as good as they first seem. Mm. Um, and. Uh, and so when dealing with that, you need to deal with that knowing that, and uh, And I, I, you know and I think when you're dealing with those sort of things, it's about depersonalizing it as well, because I think everyone takes stuff personally, um, so it's looking at the issue. you know I remember I'd get a flip chart, which I would love. Um, I'd write the issue on the flip chart if there was between two staff or between me and the staff and go, "Let's talk about the issue, not each other here." Mm. Um, so you depersonalize it. Um, so I think that's really important. Um, and I think it's, it's important for you to have, as a leader, if you're in leading something, to have other people you can talk about. Actually, you know, actually, you know, we've said before, anger isn't a bad thing. It's what you do with the anger is important. Mm. Um, let it become a visitor, but not a resident. And uh, you know, it's hard. It is hard. Mm. Mm. Yeah, yes,
0: as a parent.
2: Oh my goodness! <laughs> Don't get going. Love you, kids. <laughs>
0: I think, you know, you have your idea of how it's going to go, and you have to just let go of it. You have to let go of expectations of your children, because otherwise you're just going to be disappointed all the time. It doesn't mean the kids don't love Mm. you, it doesn't mean that they they aren't good people. But our plan we have for them is not the plan that probably God has for them, but also their plan, and it's letting go. And letting go and loss are two different things. Letting go is a, is a choice, yeah. um, which is very much disappointment as well, which can be caused around it. So for me as a parent with, with my kids, particularly the teenagers, there's a lot of disappointment that mm. I feel. But I'm not disappointed in them as people. I'm disappointed in how I react with them, actually. Mm. I'm disappointed with my it's like holding a mirror up to yourself as a parent as well because you see all your own disappointments your own flaws so it, it's it's a really hard thing but yeah it's yeah. a huge of disappointment that goes with parenting and expectations so the less expectations you have the less disappointment you have I remember with um one family member I just decided to have no expectations so that I didn't get upset and hurt all the time and whenever I did see this family member it was a positive thing Rather than always being aware of what wasn't happening,
2: so it's a bit uh, harsh. I did try my best. That was
0: <laughs> it wasn't harsh. you. It wasn't you. <laughs> so,
1: are expectations bad then? To have expectations on people,
0: holding them lightly. Okay. I think it's having realistic expectations okay, yeah. and visiting them often. Hmm. Just going back and being curious. Why wasn't that expectation met? Is it too high? because you can have two expectations of yourself as well. So yes, it's okay. It's good to have a certain mm. level of expectation, but just being realistic and visiting it regularly yeah. and checking.
1: Awesome. Um, let's move on to loss. Yeah. And in the in the course, it talks about there's loads of different types of loss. There's loss in life. There's loss in the environment. There's loss in um, job. There's loss in um, loads of different ways. And right now, I feel like in everything was going on, in um the world right now actually there's a lot of one loss in environment if it feels like our environment's completely changed there's two there's loss in life there's loss in jobs
0: how there's loss w- of control control
1: we, Yes. we could name loads how do there's we
0: plans and goals how can we
1: heal through that how can we part go through all this loss together
2: i think the first thing is doing what we're doing now is recognising it is loss. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's really hard because online, you know, there's so many podcasts and there's so many preachers speaking into video cams, you know, doing everything they can. And there's this really fine line, I think, between trying to be positive um, but at the same time recognising that life is really hard. It's really hard. It's really hard if you've got kids. It's really hard if you've got elderly parents. It's really hard. Um, It's, you know, if you've got anxiety, you know, I struggle with anxiety, things escalate really quickly in your head. Um, And so, you know, I've always come to the conclusion that optimism and hope are two different things. And we've got to hang on to hope. Um, And optimism is good, but, you know, hope is far more important. And we've talked about this before, you know, um, you have to accept the reality that you're in. Mm -hmm. And the first place of the healing is always acceptance of where you're at. Um, and that's why in previous things on resilience, we talked about you know how to survive concentration camp and all those things. Not comparing this to a concentration camp at all, but like the people that got through <laughs> yeah. weren't the optimists; they're the ones who gone, we've got to accept yeah. this is bad, yeah. and we're going to work a way of finding purpose and meaning through it. Um, and I think, and I think that 's same a lot. We have to learn to grieve properly. Yeah. Um, and I think the thing about grief is most research is saying now. You know, the steps traditionally we looked at grief, where it's like you know denial, anger, and all these different things. Then you get to acceptance. Actually, I saw a little thing on YouTube the other day, which I thought was much better. It was this, it's this square, um, and it had a little button on it, and a big ball, and the ball was pressed into the button the whole time, and the button was your sort of grief trigger, and it was on all the time. It was just painful all the time, and then it said over time, the ball in the middle gets smaller. So instead of being stuck in this sort of square, it bounces around, um, but it still occasionally hits the grief button. And when it does, it hurts just as much mm. as the first stage. Mm. Um, and it says that a little bit, that's what happens with grief. It yeah. comes up and it gets us. Mm. You know, my, my brother died many, many, many years ago. I didn't really know him. Uh, every time it comes up to my birthday and his birthday, because they're two days apart, bang, the ball hits the grief button. Um, and it's almost like I'm feeling it again, yeah. you know, and uh, and so I think we have to just be aware of that, I mm. think, you know, I think that's really important mm. and I think the Psalms again are full of laments, 40% of them mm. crying out to God.
1: And when that ball hits the bus, and if we talk about that it's also okay then to ha- feel that grief, because I think a lot of the time mm. I think, like, for with your brother, sometimes you can be like This happened ages ago, why is this still happening? Mm, But mm. actually accepting the grief will Mm, come mm, back and mm. accepting it. And I think it's also important, especially in this time, to realise grief isn't just when someone dies. Grief Mm. is also when you lose a job, when you lose the environment. It's any loss. loss. Um, So how are you guys, in this season, going to help yourselves with this loss of a lot of things?
2: Only Fools and Horses, faulty Towers Now, Diane, how are you going (laughs) to help yourself?
0: (laughs) Can I just say, so this morning, kids went off to school Patrick went off to do whatever he did (laughs) and I'm just sitting at home and I am by nature actually an introvert I energise myself by having time on my own, just quiet, no one around And it hit me, I don't know when I'm next going to be in the house by myself, I don't know. And that really got to me. And so I spent and allowed myself, you know, I'm going to get emotional because I'm an (laughs) emotional person, I allowed myself to just sit there and and accept that, but then I managed to get to a point where I was like, do you know what, it's going to be okay, we'll get through this, I don't know how. But I wrote it down and I started writing and I think writing and journaling and being honest with yourself is a good thing being kind to yourself, accepting that it's okay not to be okay, sorry. (laughs) Um, Realising that social isolation does not mean social disconnection. Realising and being grateful and content with all the good things that are around. I think there's lots of things we can do.
2: Mm. Mm. And and like anything, um, there will be some really tough stuff that comes out of it and there'll be some Mm. good stuff as well. Mm. Um, you know, I'm already getting the kids into better routines than they've been in for a long time. I feel like,
0: that. I feel like I'm praying <laughs> with
2: them more, um, yeah. mm. and so there will be stuff, you know, and uh, so and we don't know, we don't know the adventure, mm. you know. And I know from a kintsugi hope point of view, this whole social isolation doesn't mean social disconnection is no. huge. Um, so we're saying, you know, please, please carry on having kintsugi yeah. groups, meet online use Zoom, um, use other techniques mm. um, if you're a church thinking, oh maybe will I sign up sign up now, mm. it's more, you know, please and that's not because we've become a big charity because <laughs> we're obviously not and in some ways that's cool but it's because we we believe mm. this shouldn't be a reason not to reach out to your community, in fact mm. this could be brilliant, you know, we could say, you know what um, if you're in our road or you're in this area we're starting an online group mm-hmm. you're welcome to join us next week on Wednesday, yeah. we're going to be doing it every yeah. week you know, I think people need to find ways of connecting yeah.
1: Yeah. Awesome, well thank you guys so much for listening and watching, we love you guys Bash just turned off the camera literally as you just finished speaking okay. so that's fine, it's audio now, we love you guys and we'll chat to you soon, God bless